Good morning, Star Wars fans. Welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. And when I say good morning, I genuinely mean that. It's 8 o'clock in the morning here uh, in the UK as of time of recording. We're trying to get in a cheeky little recording session show, whatever you want to call it, before our working day kicks off. And who are we? Yes, we are the Jedi Council. Thank you very much. My name is Alex. I'm your host. If this is the first time you have joined us, welcome we usually try and entertain you for an hour, hour and a half-ish, but we're kind of limited on time today. So this show will be in and around, I'm going to go for maybe 55 minutes to an hour at best. Um, and today's topic is going to be about the latest uh, Disney Plus Star Wars Visions show. And I'm not alone. So who's with me today on the show? First and foremost, to my digital left, some 25 miles south of me, Mr. Alistair Clark. Say hello, Ali. Good morning. Good morning. It's a wonderful morning, good morning, good morning to you. Wow, wasn't expecting that. Um, lovely bit of singing in the rain. Um, Keep you on the toes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and to my virtual right, some 250 miles north of me, I've got no idea how you're going to compete with that, Dave, but is my good buddy and brother in the full Dave. Say hello, Dave. I'm going to be boring to just say hello, Dave. See, keep it consistent. I'm singing it to rain, just singing it to rain. That was Dave. Oh, that was so, sorry. Listeners, I do apologise if you have tuned in for the first time. We do not have this level of awfulness on a regular basis. Oh, who am I lying? Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. I've never, the only person that's ever sung on the show before is Mera. And she yeah. can sing. <clears throat> She's got a lovely voice. Oh, Dave, you better wait for my virtuoso performance at my wedding, mate, in a few weeks' time. Drunken, drunken singing doesn't count, mate. It's not. We on about it's my speech. I've decided <laughs> to do it through the medium of dance and singing. I'm, I'm going to take that and put that straight onto uh, YouTube. In the style of the Emperor and, well, he's not the Emperor at the time, she's Chancellor Palpatine and Anakin's opera show. Oh, wow. Yeah, you you're go. dressing up in a yellow suit and Dave a green one, and you're going to kind of do some dancing. Morph suit. A morph suit. Wow. Yeah, one one of the, the, the all-in-onesies type thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. Really, you really don't want to see me in an all-in-onesie. Wow. Um, I, I'm all of a sudden busy the weekend of your wedding, mate. Sorry. No. Excellent. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> and once again some two minutes into the show we have completely veered off topic uh <coughs> listeners if you're used to this you're probably thinking oh okay that's a pretty quick diversion for these guys but uh if you're new to the show yeah that's something that we do on a regular basis so even though we're going to be talking about star wars visions for the most part i'm sure we'll probably cross off the list and something really random like i don't know Brexit potentially that is popped up here, there, and everywhere. Um, I don't think think the Star Wars world is ready for that. No, no Star Wars exit. Not sure we need that. Um, Or indeed the type of coffee we're drinking at this time. I thought about Star Wars exit many times over the last year and a half. You've got your own. You've got your own Star Exit. Yeah, (laughs) Star Exit. There you go. But um, yes, let's jump into to Star Wars visions. So, guys. I'm going to just quickly put this out there. Initially, I'm assuming we've all seen it. All right, good. That's a good start. Otherwise, we would be really struggling yes. for content. Second of all, a very quick 30-second alley. What did you think? 
So I didn't want to watch it. I avoided it for two weeks. Then I went round someone's house I'd not seen for a long time, and about one o'clock in the morning watched it over a whiskey or two. Correct. How did you enjoy that evening, Alex? <laughs> I can't remember visions, but the whiskey was delightful. Lovely whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> We were, I don't think we were supposed to go to bed at 3am in the morning after watching Star Wars. No, no, I think you were right. But we, yeah, we were drinking the, uh, the, the the 100% proof maker's Mark Bourbon, which was very really, good. Really but uh, this is not a whiskey podcast. But what did you think of Visions? Um, I, I, so I, I like anime as a concept. In fact, anime was one of the first things I ever watched when I was about five years old. I got the old VHS of a... Uh, series called Robotech, which was actually called the Macross Saga, but um, at that time it was made into a film. So I really like the, the style in general. Then, of course, Star Wars' first attempt at anime, um, for me, was a more than a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> so I, I wasn't particularly looking forward to this. I've not enjoyed the themes of Star Wars. I thought, oh, more of the same. But I couldn't have been more wrong. It, it was nothing like that, as we're going to go into... Um, I thought it was the, the the way that they used different studios was excellent. It kind of gave a really good um, level of variety. The fact that people were allowed to go wherever they wanted, taking out canon continuity, all of that kind of stuff in this one series, I think was a really interesting experiment. I think it, broadly speaking, paid off. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Before I give my two pennies worth, Dave. Um. I, I, it's similar to Ali. I was nervous about it when I first um, heard it was being done, um, and again, similar to some of Ali, I've, I've enjoyed anime for years. Um, and I also I have the DVD box set of um, the Macross Saga. <laughs> as do I, <laughs> and I have the second series as well, which I watched about two episodes for, and never got money further. <laughs> Uh, it's my favourite anime series of all time, by the way, Dave. Uh, it's the only one I've ever watched all the way through. I don't know. I don't know if if you because in the in, I don't know if it's actually anime or not, but I quite liked or I love actually Ulysses Thirty One, and the style is anime, but I don't think it is anime. I think I it don't. might be. I think it's French or something. Yeah, it's not European animation. Yeah. Call that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so Solita, Ali, I was a little bit nervous. Didn't know what they were going to do. Um, and as a whole, I really enjoyed it. I would say that there was a few episodes that just didn't work for me. Um, and, and that was the combination of style and the actual story itself. Um, but but no, no, on the whole, enjoyed them, really enjoyed them. Um, and I'm, I'm currently reading the, the book spin-off from Ronan, which was the very first episode, and really enjoying that. I was going to get to that in a minute. Let's get let's okay. get back to that. Yeah, yeah. Get your, I want to get your take on that because obviously your um, our good friends at Delray were kind enough to send us the copy, um, which you are currently reading. Um, so shout out to everyone at Delray for for pinging that over. Um, but let's get into that in a minute. So for me, similar to you guys, uh, although I love I love anime, I, I've the moment I, I kind of saw the trailer for this and saw the announcement, I got really hyped for it because it's such a different, like you said, Ali, such a different way to do Star Wars. You know, we're, we're also used to the, 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 the big screen movies. We've kind of got used to the the, the animation style of, of Clone Wars. And then obviously we saw the difference in Rebels, 
the rest of Clone Wars, man, Bad Batch. <clears throat> Let's forget about Resistance uh, for now, even though it is an animation style. Um, so for me, when when this kind of got released, I was thinking, yeah, this is going to be great. And I love the fact that they've got different lengths of the episode as well. Um, you know, you're not you're not kind of stuck to just a 22 minute episode the way some stories are and whatnot. So I thought that that variation was good because. You can just drop in and out, watch an episode here if you've got 15 minutes spare, 10 minutes there, etc., uh, which I thought was really good. Um, but again, my my kind of intro to anime back in the 80s was Akira, Fist of the North Star, uh, two epic anime movies, in my opinion. Um, and then obviously shows like The Giver, which was fantastic. Uh, if you, Ali, I know you've not seen much anime, but if you watch The Giver, top notch. We've- I've been watching some of, is it called Studio Gimbley, is it? How's Moving Castle and stuff like that. We've been, I've been getting through those in the last sort of, um. Oh, nice. Six months because, yeah, um, my soon to be wife is a big anime fan and, uh, do you know what? It's, it, the concepts are so different, aren't they, from what we're used to mm. as sort of a Western consuming audience. Um, I, I find like just the themes and ideas really interesting behind them. Yeah. And I think that that's something that Visions actually did really well was kind of that fusion of western and more you know i suppose it it comes from japan their their type of ideas so i thought it was really really well done and yeah you know and something they really failed at resistance yeah i think what what they've easily done and seemed to do it quite and i think having this is going to sound really obvious but having real anime japanese houses Doing this, doing the actual episodes is obviously the biggest win on that respect because, <clears throat> excuse me, you could easily get someone from Lucasfilm trying to do anime, which that would probably fail. And to your point, Resistance has that influence to a certain extent, like the expressive faces, the over exaggerated movements, things like that, which is obviously what you get within anime. But is, but that, I, is that also, sorry, is that also because it was targeted at such a young age? That be, from having having kids that have grown up with animation, you tend to find that the animation that's aimed at younger audiences is overly expressive. People are overly dramatic. The actions are exaggerated. So I, I, I'm I'm not certain if it was an anime inspiration as opposed to just being targeted at children or young children, and that's I, just the way that type of animation is. I, I don't know. I, I know what you're saying, Dave. But if you look at like God, I can't believe I say this to the Disney Defender. If, if you look at some kind of Disney, even though it's childlike, it, it still caters for child, children and adult audiences. It can be interpreted yes. in two different ways. Whereas this one just, I, I don't know, it felt more than just being for children. It felt like it was dumbed down. Oh, God, you know, yeah, it was. It really was. Yeah. You know, oh. so it wasn't, there was nothing intelligent about it. So I do agree with you that it was definitely for children, but I felt like it went even further than that. It was, it was just plain annoying at times. Mm, no, I agree. Yeah. And, <clears throat> excuse me, without sending this into a resistant bashing podcast, um, which I'm sure we've done previously. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, to your point, Dave, I think, yeah, you know, I think there is that dumbing down of it. But, you know, when you look at anime, a lot of anime, to your, while it is kind of focused to children per se, there's a lot of grown-up anime and air quotes that has similar expression of faces and kind of things like that but it's obviously aimed towards the the, the the older market like late teens adults and stuff like that so i mean something like dragon ball z definitely aimed at kids but yeah i mean look at akira right as well akira is this 
amazing apocalyptic movie set in, in the future. Very anime. Very. very <laughs> I've missed that noise. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> Yeah, very dark. Did you hear the Dave noise? <clears throat> oh, dark, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. It's 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 a very dark-themed movie. But again, the style of it is incredibly childlike. And again, I'm using air quotes for the benefit of the listeners. Um, yeah. But it's about people dying and cities being destroyed and stuff like that. So um, and some epic chase scenes on the motorbikes. But anyway, uh, this is an Akira podcast. Maybe we should do one of them in the future. But Let's jump into the episodes. So instead of going through one by one, because there are, I mean, there's only nine, but nevertheless, I'm kind of thinking, and let me know if this is a bad idea, guys. Let's just talk about some of the ones that we really liked. Because, you know, Dave, I agree with you. There were some that were better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, there were, obviously, we had nine episodes. So let's just quickly do a roll call. So the first episode was called The Jewel, which, again, is leads into that book, Ronin, that obviously you mentioned there, Dave. The second episode was called Tatooine Rhapsody. The third episode was The Twins. The fourth episode was The Village Bride. The fifth episode was The Ninth Jedi. The sixth episode was T.O.B. One, which I loved the name of the episode. Didn't really like the actual episode itself, but anyway. Um, episode seven is The Elder. Episode eight was called Lop and Ocho. And then episode nine was Akakiri. So I've probably butchered that from a Japanese pronunciation point of view, but I, I did my best, so apologies for that. Um, Ali, going to hand over to you. Which of the nine was your standout favourite episode? Difficult. I would say The Jewel, for sure. I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, was it The Twins that I quite enjoyed? The Dark Side users? Yeah, I actually quite enjoyed that one. I thought that was that was really good. And what was the one with the old person in it? The older. The older. The yeah. Older. Yeah. I quite enjoyed that as well. Dave, which were your standout episodes? Someone said again, someone said Ali, um, in that there was a few that stood out for me. Um uh, the jewel. <laughs> I think that's that's gonna be our universal favourite. Um the the other ones for me though were the ninth Jedi. I, I love that one. Um, the Elder, some, same to to Ali again. Um, and then bizarrely, um, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but I did enjoy it. Was Lop and Ock. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I think we've pretty much covered all nine. To be fair, but we <laughs> <laughs> um, have actually. Do you want to pick any of them that we didn't? Say? I was going to say, yeah. My <laughs> other favourite was no. Um, yeah, I think similar to you guys. I think the duel was the one that stood out for me. In, obviously, that was the first one that I watched, and, and it kind of blew me away. Um, the Knights Jedi. I want to know where that story goes, but we'll get yes. into that in just a minute. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry, I left that one out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the elder was. I was scrolling amazing. down. I really enjoyed that as well. Um, the one that, all right. So let's jump into the jewel, right? That was the one that I think stands out for all of us. And I want to get your take on the book you're reading in a minute, Dave. So, what really stood out for me about this particular episode was the style, the actual um, lack of color, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. But then how how very Star Warsy it was, but still wasn't at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, we know it's set 
and again, I think, you know, I think you touched on this earlier on the fact that none of these are canon from what we are assumed to be. Some of them have those Easter eggs of it, like in um, Tatooine Rhapsody, for example, where they're on Tatooine playing in front of Jabba. There's, there's Boba Fett, you know. So there are links to that wider universe without it ever being tied down to the limitations of our what if Boba Fett didn't capture this particular person? Does that impact the storyline over when Empire Strikes Back? There was none of that. And I think the duel... No, like, sorry. No, no, I, I, I was about to say, because I know you haven't watched the Lego Star Wars, but that is the third part, isn't it? Is what would happen if Luke had chosen a different route? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I. What would happen if Luke had joined the... Dark Side. Yeah, had joined That's... the Empire. See, that's the other thing as well. It's so, like, sorry, it's just the, way, Lego, right? the but... way you did that, I felt like I had to say something, because I know you've only got part way through, Alex, but that's the what-if version. Well, I might have to watch it now. I was like, yeah. when I was watching that, oh, oh, okay. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got 10, 15 minutes into that, and I just turned it off, because it just wasn't gripping me. Um, the whole Kylo Ren story at the start, I know this isn't Visions, but the first 15, 10, 15 minutes about Kylo Ren joining the Knights of Ren the way he did, I was a bit like, mm, I get why they've done it like that, but I just, I had to understand it off. Uh, so maybe I will continue it. But anyway, back to Star Wars Visions. Um, so Ronin is obviously set where you've got this wanderer um, and he's in a village that gets attacked by a shuttle um, and a bunch of stormtroopers, well, stormtrooper-esque individuals come out there. Some of them were in a helmet, some not, but they're obviously trying to, take over this particular village out pops what we assume to be a Sith Lord lady uh, because they are kind of jumped on by a bunch of rebels which again when you look at some of the species that they drop in here there's a Trandoshan um, there's a Dran thank you and there's like an old Imperial droid that's been hacked and there's got like a Sebulba type I don't know I can't remember the name of the actual creature that Sebulba is but there's a Sebulba type species piloting it you know you've got all these little easter eggs and then all of a sudden this this warrior um comes out and basically there's this epic kind of lightsaber scene between who we now know is ronin um and the sith lady whose name i am drawing a blank on i don't actually know if that's mentioned or anything it might be in the subtitle page yeah, it might have been in the subtitles, but... Because um, I, I was going to raise that as a point. I don't know if you're looking at Wikipedia as well for some of your analysis here, but it literally starts off with set in an alternate history. Oh, there you go. 20 years after a war between the feudal Jedi Empire and a renegade sect, Jedi sect called the Sith. Okay. So it's kind of interesting. This is almost like a multiverse. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely a multiverse. Um, and even some of the things like the, the the two things that stood out for me with Ronan in particular was A's look. Because obviously as as a kid, um, I can't remember if I said this on the show before, my dad used to do kendo as a kid. So for oh, those wow. of you that, yeah, so for those of you that are not familiar with kendo, it's the Japanese feudal kind of fighting where you have like this big helmet and body armor and you fight with a boat, with a, a like a katana made out of bamboo. Um, and he actually got really good at it back in the day because he, uh, again, growing up as a kid, he did a lot of karate and martial arts and I used to go and watch him fight and stuff like that and he taught me how to do a little bit of each of them as well and stuff like that so um having the influential japanese part of this for me was another big hook because that's kind of what i 
grew up with as a kid and I used to watch like the drunken master and all, all the old Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee films growing up. So anything that's Kung Fu related hooks me straight up. And then obviously the way he draws his lightsaber from his sheath confused me initially because it's a lightsaber. <laughs> and I'm like, either his sheath is made out of Beskar because in the, in the real Star Wars world, we know Beskar is the only thing that a lightsaber doesn't, um, break this you know whatever or it's just done for effect now i just rolled with it because i thought it was absolutely so cool by the way he by the way he does it and then puts it back in again as well i just i just thought for me that was like a superb usage and obviously that's where we see the color differentiating itself from the black and white um and the overarching style of it for me was what totally stood out and that's why i think for me that's probably my favorite episode now i've waxed lyrical enough about this episode so ali you obviously mentioned that this is your kind of go-to as well what was it that really stood out for you about this episode my go-to i mean i've only watched it once with sorry. you yeah, over us after i'd had i don't know how much to drink so my memory's not quite <laughs> well I've, I've watched the episode about four times clearly my, <laughs> my, yeah my, my memory's not quite as a uh, succinct as yours but i but i do remember um because obviously i was sitting next to you watching it how excited you were getting watching the jedi um well the lightsaber come out and you were saying watch this watch this watch this so i definitely remember that bit um i just my main takeaways were to your point was like it was different it was not constrained as i said earlier it was an interesting at the time, we didn't know where it was set or how it was set. So it was an interesting evolution because at the time you and I were saying, well, what time was it? What time period is this set in? When is it? Is I think we assumed it might have been either quite a bit before or quite a bit after. Quite after. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We, we, and, but I like that kind of mystery back in Star Wars, the idea of where is this set? What does it mean? Wait a second. Is that a Sith fight? Is it? What, what's going on here? Why Why are they doing this? I liked all that. Um it was, as I said earlier, I think the big difference to me of this series and a lot of modern Star Wars was it was it wasn't exposition, it wasn't spoon fed to you. It was use your imagination a bit, and I know we've covered that quite a lot in the past. There's no need for me to go into it again now, but I just yeah, the the idea of of a Sith saving people and at the end giving them the Kyber crystal which he had won to help save off other Sith because I I don't know can Sith sense. Ky- the kyber crystals that have been cracked is that is that how is that how it warded off i mean maybe that's in the book i don't know but even just that kind of you know when you're thinking what does that mean how does that fit in what's going on i i love that dave because the the thing that i'm interested in hearing from you in this part in particular is obviously the episode but then the overarching tie into the book as well so let's jump into the episode first mate what was it that kind of grabbed your attention with the episode well of all the episodes that i I listed that i said i enjoyed as an episode this one wasn't the top so so for me um it it was it was good but it wasn't the best if that makes sense Mm -hmm. i did enjoy it i did enjoy it don't get me wrong and it was a great jump into star wars visions um i'm glad it was one of the first ones to be honest um rather than the 2B one. Um, if, if it had been 2B, I don't think I would have watched anymore. Um, yeah, I can agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. Um, 
and similar to you, I love the style. It, it was reminiscent of um, older Japanese artwork as much as um, modern Japanese anime, if that makes sense. Um, with the sweeping vistas and the way that you, you saw it when it first uh, arrives. Um, so I really enjoyed that about it. And I did enjoy how the story played out and the battle and what have you. It was it, it, What I did enjoy, again, was the, the, the level of action within it. it. It wasn't a slow story, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so, no, I, I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I, I probably I probably made it sound like I didn't enjoy it as much as I did, but I did enjoy it. <laughs> um, but the, the, the I'm assuming you want then to move into the book. Yes. So the the book is written by Emma Maiko Candon, and apologies if I've managed to mangle your name there, Emma. Um, um, and I'm really enjoying the book really enjoying the book i i would suggest from reading the book and the way the book's been done and if all of the other star wars visions were were expanded they're not necessarily what ifs the same as marvel and the way that marvel has done the what if because the marvel what ifs are, are literally if one small thing changes type of thing what if what happens then to to the marvel universe whereas I would suggest that the the Star Wars visions, that what if moment probably happened 10,000 years ago rather than it happened within the space of the cartoon itself, if if that makes sense. Mm. Um, So this this, rather than just being a what if one thing changes, this is what if we just have the same names and some of the same abilities and that's it. Nothing else is the same. And that's pretty much what we've got with with the Ronin. So, um, from from reading the book, it appears that the 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 Sith and the Jedi are not necessarily inherently good or inherently evil. I, it 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 could be different to that by the time I get to the end of it. I'm about halfway through now, but it's more a case of the, there is this galaxy-spanning empire. Um, which again is not is not intrinsically good or evil. Um, the Jedi are clans of force sensitive warriors, almost like samurai houses, who are pledged to the Empire and pledged to various different princes and lords um, within the Empire. And then they've got almost like small training colleges where they they train future Jedi. And as a Jedi progresses, initially they're not allowed a lightsaber, then they, they progress to becoming a knight, and so they then get their lightsabers. Um, and then there, there's also this nod towards uh, um, Jedi lords, who are almost princes in their own right, and they manage these clans. Um, and then 20 years previously, as is as mentioned, um, Ali mentioned, there Sorry, was this... Dave. Is that that a clever play on the vanity of being that you are your lord or a lordship is how you get to Sith lord? No, no, the the Sith were different. So, so, and and I don't know exactly, and and I'm assuming the book will explain this by the time I get to the end of it. Um, There was a schism within the Jedi Order. 
which which is not too dissimilar to the way that um, Star Wars is normally. Um, except the the Sith were led by an individual um, and a witch, which is the way that she's described, um, who managed to to lead some of the Jedi away from the Jedi clans um, and set up their own clan, the Sith. And and the war was fought between the Empire with the Jedi against the Sith. Um, and it was more the fact that Sith wanted self-determination. That That's almost what it appears. So again, they're not necessarily evil. It It sounds like They've taken the concept of feudal, 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 whatever the word is, Japan, back in like the 1400s or whatever it was, where the samurai were the nobility military, effectively. Yeah. And then you had the ninja who were, what's the word I'm looking for? Mercenaries, I think is the better word, like a clan of mercenaries who have broken away because they are defending like the poor people. So I'm not saying it's, it's almost like for like, but it seems to have taken the influence of feudal Japan where you've got the samurai and the ninja and just brought it into the Star Wars universe of Jedi, which are the samurai and the Sith, which are the ninja in a very simplistic way to look at it. Yeah. Um, cause again, that's an interesting, cause obviously we know Star Wars is influenced by, you know, World War Two with you know with Hitler and, and the SS and whatnot and, the, and all that. So again, it's using historical events to kind of influence a, a version of Star Wars, which again I think is is fantastic because again it shows the influence that Star Wars has on has had by previous you know um, and obviously we know that Star Wars is also influenced by Kurosawa. You know George mm-hmm. Lucas has spoken about that God knows how many times. So yeah. it's kind of like bringing that influences all together to in this. I don't know how many minutes this episode was. I think it was only about 12 or 15. So it wasn't even long. But they've managed to bring all that together in a short episode and continue it in the book. Yeah, yeah. And some of the things that you you mentioned there about the way that the lightsaber works. So the Ronan, his lightsaber is or was faulty and wouldn't retract back into the blade, which is why he then built... um, Scabbard for it. Ah, yeah. there you go. Um, but, yeah. I don't need you to read this book anymore, Alex. It's making me want to read it now even more. It's like, oh my God, give well, me a copy well, of the book. Well, well, there's a few twists in this. There, there, there really is. It, um, so, I think, and I'm not 100% I don't certain. think you should say these twists in case people haven't read it yet. It's only been out a week and a half. No, <laughs> no, no, tough, tough. Uh, we, we didn't even. We want to read it. I was going to say we didn't even premise this episode with spoilers. Um, so no, uh, it's a tiny bit late. We are going into spoiler territory. <laughs> um, well, I've not finished the book, so you don't know how it ends. Uh, yeah. But but a couple of things. Okay, so something that happens very quickly in the book. So that the the book, the first two chapters, about twenty five thirty pages, is the episode the Ronan. Okay, and then then from there it then progresses and carries on with the story. Um, So the Sith that he kills doesn't die, or she comes back to life. Of course, she doesn't in Star Wars. No one dies. Yeah, no one dies. (laughs) Um, 
But th- I think this is oh, linked to this, this witch. Well, I think this is linked to this witch character that that was part of this the, the Sith movement. She had the ability from reading the book to bring back warriors, and they're then referred to as demons. Well, that's like the Sith where Anakin is promised eternal life. He can bring Padme back to life if she's dying and stuff like that. So again, it's kind of bringing all those themes and influences, just yeah. in a diff- from a different point of view. Yeah. Now, I might be confusing. There isn't an episode in Visions where that happens, is it? Is there? Because what you're well, probably... there is the very final episode. That yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't remember if it was in Visions or in the Lego Star Wars one. No, there is the very final episode. There is this promise of bringing back um, the princess from death. That's exactly that what I'm thinking. Jo- I'll tell you why I'm confusing it. It's because I watched them one after the other on a plane. Oh, That's why I'm yeah. confusing it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, which, was the, I, I, which was which well, was Anakin's story. Which is Anakin's story exactly? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, okay. Well, I'm I'm really enjoying. Long story short, I'm really enjoying Ron in the book. It's really really good. Um, but one thing I cannot now get out of my head is that Ke- Keanu Reeves is the Ronin. Ronin. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot well, get out of my head, and I think it's because of um, the Ronin. Is it forty seven? Yeah, the um, film he did, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's it. And I also think it's because he's described as being aged, almost like he's in his middle age, he's <laughs> past his prime. Um, he's no longer as... as um, Yes, exactly. And that's the way he's described. So I'm, I'm just... <laughs> he is now... He is Keanu Reeves for me. Oh, there uh, you go. Really uh, it's really at, good. At least he's not Tom Cruise from The Last Samurai. No, definitely not. No, he's too tall for that in my head. Um, no, it's it's yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. I I I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that the Ronin, that is the the character, I think he was the guy that led the Sith to split ah. from. I think, and I think twenty years later, after the war has ended and, and what have you, I think his mission, because you saw in the cartoon. Within his robes, he's got multitude of Sith Kyber crystals. Yeah, at the end, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of General Grievous when he has all of his lightsabers. Yes. It's just like yes. he's all the people that I've killed. <laughs> yes. Um, so I get the feeling that he is almost atoning for the split that he caused by hunting down the Sith who are not good who went rogue, who became bandits and, and what have you. And I mm-hmm. think that's what I think that's what he's doing. So he's like a Inquisitor, for want of a better word. Possibly, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I know we only have twenty minutes left. But mm. can we introduce Sorry. a tangent at this point? Go for which it. Are, which I think is really interesting. And why I think visions works so well. Have any of you read any of the critics um appraisals of the new Marvel Eternals film. No. No. So you know it's so it's been described as insipid. It's been described as oh, wow. it's it's getting like two star ratings and saying it's the worst one of all the Marvel films. So oh far. really? And the reason a lot of them are saying it is and it's something that I know we've touched on Alex in the past is that it's all heading towards the exact same type of Thanos situation where there is a super big bad and we've just got to get there as quick as possible. And I thought that was a really interesting description of it because 
it's kind of the Star Wars problem in a way in that, and I, I'm wondering if Marvel is now repeating what I would call the Star Wars problem, where it pays so much homage to its history that it forgets that there's a development that can happen that's interesting. And the reason I bring that up now is is because this wasn't that at all. Mm. Like the episode you described, the book you've described there, Dave. Obviously, I've not read the book. I was kind of like, and and they haven't done it in um in in the new in the other new books as well that that have come out with the High Republic. And it's kind of interesting to me that, that from what you're describing, Dave, is is not saying they've sorted the problem out, because no doubt it's going to keep happening, because it's inevitable. But, <laughs> sorry, Thanos there. But, um, <laughs> but, it is, but, it, but it is inevitable. And um, I just, from what you were saying there, I'm so encouraged by what's happening in Star Wars. But watching what's happening in Marvel, it makes me think, Maybe it was more difficult to avoid the problem than I first realised. I mean, like, I, I... For the first time ever, I really find it difficult to go and watch Star Wars now, the films, because of what the secret trilogy has done for me. But this stuff has given me a lot of hope. So I know it's a bit of a tangent there, but I wanted to bring it in because we were just talking about the huge difference that this series has made. And mm. it's not even part of the mythology. It's not mm. part of canon but it just shows you what can be done if you just think a little bit differently that's kind of my point about it yeah yeah totally that's interesting because Eternals gets released on my birthday <clears throat> so I was thinking about oh maybe I'll go and watch it but maybe I won't uh, <laughs> <laughs> on Paris uh, potentially yes well it depends if it's in French or in English but anyway um, so let's jump back to then Visions because obviously Dave you said that it, that wasn't your the Ronin was why you enjoyed it and the duel as an episode. What was your favourite? Was it that the Ninth Jedi episode or was it a different one? Ninth Jedi, I think, just. Just. Yes. So let's jump into the Ninth Jedi because I agree. I thought the Ninth, the ninth Jedi was excellent mm. um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Sabersmith concept. Oh, yeah. Again, jumping back to Fjorda Japan and, and how things were, you had the guy in your village who was the main man for making weapons. And even if you look back to feudal England, like back in the day with the knights and that, there was always the, the, the armor smith. And even in the Mandalorian, we see it with the blacksmith. Thank you. We, in, in the Mandalorian, we have the armorer who does the best scar and things like that. Um, and they've continued that through in this particular episode where we have our saber smith. And, and I thought that was very cool. The second part that I liked about it was the fact that the color of the blade changed with the intent of the person holding it. Yes. Yes. I just thought that was such a very interesting way to define the intent of the individual. Because obviously in, Star Wars lore, we know the lightsaber, and thanks to the Ahsoka novel, we know that a, a Sith crystal, kyber crystal, is cracked, it's bleeding, hence the reason why it's red. Once they get healed, as we've seen with Ahsoka, I mean, hers went white, but nevertheless, it, it can be done, you heal the crystal to change the colour. And it's obviously then changes based on the individual, from what I understand. But, just by holding it, the crystal can identify the intent of the user, hence the reason why we get this crescendo at the end of this episode where these seven Jedi, yeah, seven, appear, all holding the lightsabers, and they all go red apart from one guy who's clearly got good intentions. Um, 
And I just thought that the, the concept of that was what really won it for me. And then obviously throughout the story, we see things change. And then at the end, one of the guys who originally had a red saber ended up being purple because he realized he was actually a good guy. And I'm sure I've missed some stuff out of there and, and, <laughs> you know, we'll get to that. But those were the overarching things. What, what kind of grabbed me in this particular episode and the fact the way it ended. And I believe the guy that created it said this episode was seen by him as what he called it as like a pilot episode. So the person who wrote this has actually got an idea of where he wants the story to go. And I'm like, bring it. If Disney want to commission that as a movie, let's do it. I would happily sit down and watch it if it's as good as the first 15, 20 minutes of this one. What is it that grabbed you with this one, Dave? Is it things like that or have I missed something that was uh... actually the other thing that got me? The kid's name and the girl was name was Kara, which, if you remember, Kara was the rumored name of Ray from the sequel trilogy. So again, I thought that was a nice little tie. But Dave, um, what was it in particular that got yeah, you was, with this episode? There was a few things. I, I really liked the story itself. Really clever story. Um, and again, like you, the the idea that the lightsaber is separate from the individual, um, whereas in in established canon the the jedi builds their own lightsaber whereas these are, are made by a weaponsmith someone who is trained to to build them and and the skill itself is rare and only a few people can do it and i like that the idea of that um i actually absolutely adored the style of animation when i said my favorite um um, anime, which isn't really anime, but is in an anime style, is Ulysses 31. Mm. It's the same style of animation. The the way that the hair um, is is drawn and, and what have you, um, with the bangs that almost like almost like at the on the crown. It's really really good. I loved the animation style, and I really enjoyed the story itself. And, and like you, I'd love to see where that goes because it it's left at the point. I guess quite a few of them do this. It's left at a point where the story can there be picked up and taken forwards. But possibly more than any of them, um, this one did actually have that right now. Let's go forwards. That that was almost what the the story, the ending of the story. Let's now seek out the Jedi type of thing. So so no, I just I just loved it. I loved it from start to finish. Um, it was just such a good episode. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that that, that lightsaber battle at the end, and the mm. the the guy kind of revealing himself out of the robot as well, yeah. um, was a very cool reveal um, for me. Ali, anything in particular that caught your eye with this particular episode? To be honest, I think you you gents have covered most of it. Um, I was just looking at the the guy who wrote it and directed it and um, just some quick research on him um and it, he's 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 got a really solid like history guess what his very first well I'm not gonna guess because you never guess it but the very first thing he did as a background animator story editor was DuckTales oh, oh really? wow <laughs> yeah and then he did the um so even if you don't know anime, you'll know what Ghost in the Shell is. He did the animated series, not the Ghost in the Shell one, but the sort of ones that came afterwards, which is like standalone complex. He's doing the current one for Netflix, which came out last year. And he's also doing the next Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohan, 
Oh, really? So so that's going to be an anime as well, which will be released by Warner Bros. It's a proper big yeah, production. Yeah. He's doing that. So this guy has got some serious pedigree and yeah. ideas is the point that I'm kind of making. Um, he's done a lot of interesting things. And what the, the reason I bring that up is, is because I... I don't know if it was my favourite, unlike you, you gents. Um, but 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 what I loved was was that the the individual thinking of it. To your point, there was a there was a plan for it. Mm. It was set in a. I mean, it said to it says on Wikipedia, so I don't know if it's true, but many generations after the Jedi Order has become mostly extinct. So is this one set in the universe that we know? Because you know, by the end of sort of, well. By the by, the beginning of the Star Wars trilogy, as we know, you know when when you know Obi Wan and Luke are the only guys left. Is it yeah. just just after? Yeah. Is it after um, you know Rise of Skywalker? Even if if you went for the Skywalker nine, I don't even know what nine episodes of a franchise is, but um, yeah, no idea. Um, a trilogy, but, so that, a but, but this one could be set in the universe that we are familiar with, where you know yeah. things have been forgotten. But to your yeah. point, Alex, when you're talking about blacksmiths, perhaps new techniques developed, passed down in secret that are kind of changed a little bit and they get somewhere. So I think that's kind of, for me, that's the interesting point of it is sort of, it is a, it is perhaps a look at the future and where they could have gone if they'd chosen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny how this kind of freedom, for want of a better word, that these creators have been given does make you think where things might have gone all all round, really, let's be brutally honest, both from a sequel trilogy, but arguably from a prequel trilogy as well. You know, there's the prequel trilogy has its lovers. It also has its haters, as does the sequel trilogy. Whereas I think universally, the, the original trilogy is loved globally. Let's, let's be brutally honest. Um, but this does make you think, actually where could we have gone where could it have gone where should it have gone as well yeah um and it's the I same mean, all of them yeah that that prequel point you just made two of the episode the twins one and the akakiri much sure how you pronounce that the last one that's basically anakin's story you know the twins is how yeah. someone created mm. a pair of sith but rather than anakin who was you know created as a force sensitive user, you know, it's kind of interesting how they've gone back on Anakin's story and be like, how can we yeah. change, well, not change it, but, but sort of fuse it with reimagine ideas it. that we know and reimagine it. Yeah. And I, I think. It's, it's funny. After earlier yeah. one, you mentioned that you went to Wikipedia to get the description. Since you did that, not Wikipedia, it, not Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I just quickly did that. Um, and you talking about, the twins, it's as if they're trying to link it, but still distance it. So when you look at the, the description of the twins, the opening line is, in the aftermath of the Empire's defeat, the remnants of the Imperial military to begin the construction of two conjoined Star Destroyers. Sorry, I want to come in on that, because that was one of the things I loved, those Star Destroyers. I thought that was yeah. really, really interesting. <clears throat> I mean, when you look at what the First Order did, for example, where it was just like, oh, it's kind of the same, nothing much really happened. Well, with a bigger so gun. the Emperor turns up with a blooming planet-killing device on it. Yeah. But, but you saw that, and I was like, oh, they put them together to make something bigger, and that's how they... Oh, okay. So, so even then, they are fusing and picking up on ideas that have happened in the films, but I thought in a kind of different direction, which I kind of, in many ways, thought was more plausible. 
<laughs> yeah, and then it's these little things, right? Like in this episode as well, the 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 the, the male twin whose name I can't remember. I've got Wikipedia open, so I really should look for it. Um, he has an X wing, and you're yeah. like. How like you're you're a bad guy? How have you got an X-wing? But obviously we see his intention and and to not necessarily go down the path of the Sith. Blah blah blah. Um, oh, his name's Am. There we go. His name's Am. Um, so I really enjoyed that sense of it and the enormity of it because it felt like this was like a bigger episode, even though it probably wasn't. It was you know another ten fifteen minute it episode. Felt, it felt longer. Yeah. 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 Um, and. I just thought that in itself, to your point, Ali, having that massive Star Destroyer and, you know, their their, their battle of, of wills, if you want to call it that, was quite a nice way that they take in. And again, even in the description, they use the phrase Sith alchemy, which is obviously yeah. Sith magic, uh, which again, yeah. back to, to, to the original Star Wars. Yeah. Which again, I thought was a fantastic um, link back to it. Um, I'm going to jump around a tiny bit because I, I want to. Make... Again, on that, just because I know we are limited with time, you okay. made a very good point there about the fact that none of these episodes felt bloated yeah. to me personally, and and it might well be that they just constrained the time so much that they had to fit loads in. Yeah. But I think that actually, rather than making them a half hour episode, was actually a really good decision. Because you got through a lot at a rapid pace, and yeah. perhaps it is something you can watch four or five times and get different meaning from each time. A bit like the original films, you know, you could watch that ten times and watch it and find, oh, I didn't realise that before. Mm. So I think that was a very smart decision. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I've seen the, the the episodes that I really enjoy, which are the ones we're clearly talking about. Um, I've seen them a good three or four times, and each time I watch it, I pick up something different. Um, which is, uh, uh, again, to your point, mate, I think that's a really good thing about these episodes. But the one thing I do want to quickly touch on is the Elder, because <clears throat> I think that was something that we all kind of said that was, a, was an intriguing episode. The reason why this one in particular drew my attention, again, really liked it. The old guy being the Sith and the, you had the original concept of the Jedi. I think that's the only real time we had a, a, a Star Wars-esque Jedi. I mean, when we watched it together, Ali, I think you said that the guy sounds a little bit like Han Solo, um, crossed between Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, it, it felt for me like it could have been set a few hundred years before the prequels. See, it's funny you say that, because the description of this on Wikipedia, again, says centuries after the death of Darth Bane and the initial extinction of the Sith. So it then makes you wonder... Is it real, as, as in, is it tied into the real Star Wars universe, or is it just the fact that that's the influence that it is? Because they even reference him as a Padawan, which, yeah. again, is, dare I call it, real Star Wars terminology. Yeah, yeah. Rather it, than... it felt like that could be canon quite easily, with yeah, exactly. almost no manipulation. Yeah, and I thought that was the thing that, again, kind of drew me in, because it was expanding the mythology, but actually still quite distant, so therefore it mm. could have easily, well and truly been even a couple of hundred years before the High Republic. Um, which would have been interesting if they actually do continue that particular path. But so I think that for me, and obviously you had the the fight at the end where the Sith guy was like, "Oh, if I was stronger, you, I would have been more of a match for you," and blah blah blah. And, and I thought that was really cool. I actually thought the Padawan was dead. Yeah. Uh, first time I watched it, but then we see him get up. Obviously, just badly wounds him um, and whatnot. And I thought for me, they were that was a really cool episode. Um, kind of conscious that we're trying to wrap up in a relatively decent hour. Dave, is there any other episode that we haven't spoken about that you want to give a quick honourable mention to? Um, the on, the only one was the um, the the Ochi or Yoki one, um, episode seven, seven, eight. Lop Lop and Ocho? Yeah. Lop, yes. 
um, because it started off, and I honestly had low expectations, if that makes sense. Yeah. It was this like space bunny, um, and and this this little girl, yeah. and I don't know. It just I just oh god. But ultimately, it was such a clever story and so powerful. And no, I really, really, it became one of the standout episodes for me. I just think it's one just to say that is such a good episode. Don't don't be put off by the first few seconds of it. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like a female version of what was the what was the Star Wars alien robot uh, rabbit that was dropped in like in like the eighties? Was it Jax? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of reminded me of an extension of that, which kind of piqued my interest straight away. But yeah, I think that was a really good because again, that's referencing the Empire and Imperials and planet takeovers and stuff, which again could be canon, but distance enough for it to be not canon at the same time. Yeah. Ali, any other kind of honourable mentions you want to drop him? Um, no, like, I, I think, I think honestly, you could probably spend a whole hour and a half on each episode, even though they're only fifteen minutes. If we're being honest, and this is just a, a quick appraisal of some of the big moments for us, I think. Um, so I, yeah, I'm. Can I go for my final four early? <laughs> Might as well just do it. Yeah, because I'm on a roll here with this. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I'm impressed by what they did. And that's a lovely place to be. It's a lovely... I'm impressed. Um, I hope they make more of it. I think they are making more of it. Um, You know, I think... I mean, we look at some of the news that's coming out of the um, live-action stuff right now. Uh, Not going to touch on it, but it's kind of more of the same. This is different and interesting for me. So, yeah, I, I was impressed. Dave, final thoughts from you. Ali and myself, I think we, we, I think we might be twins, just separated at birth and, and <laughs> a decade, a decade sh- and a half. So. You share the same surname, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, except mine's spelled correctly, and his isn't. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, they had to add an E for you because you didn't make the grade. No, 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 it's short <laughs> have an E. I thought yours had an E. No, it doesn't have an E. Oh, my, neither does mine. Oh, I know it doesn't, but you. Oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. Yeah. Anyway. Don't know why you said that because anyway, it's literally no, no, written no. in front of me the correct way. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't on my phone, but anyway. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, Are we disagreeing on having the same name. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <sighs> no, I, I, I agree with Harley. Um, what I really true. loved about this was the the fact that it was fresh and it was new, and I think what we've seen recently out of Star Wars is just a a love affair with established characters and established scenes and established timelines and they just keep going back to the same characters and, and just putting them into new TV shows or new films or what have you and what I really loved was that this was brand new and it was fresh and it was different but it was still Star Wars and it did feel like Star Wars um yeah, more of the same, please. But not the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more of the same as in new, not more of the same as in old. Yes. Yeah. I think my, my final thoughts is, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, it it kind of tied in nicely because, you know, we touched on the Marvel stuff earlier, but I was watching the Marvel What If. Really enjoyed those. Um, so having that continuation of the, the animated 
stories, but not the same stories was a really cool way. This was like a Star Wars Japanese what if, anime what if, if you want to call it that, which again was a really nice thing to have it slightly different, but the same. Um, and I just, yeah, you know, more please, if you are going to bring out a second season, which I think, you know, early to a point, I think they have commissioned another second season. Are they again going to be new episodes? Are they going to be continuations? Are we going to get more? And I think the intrigue has kind of grown with this because I think, yeah, it was not necessarily lukewarm, but everyone was a bit like, oh, maybe, maybe not. And I think the overarching reception of this, though, has been incredibly positive, which is a good thing. Um, and with that being said, thank you very much for listening to us ramble for the last hour or so talking about Star Wars Visions we are the Jedi Council we try to keep you entertained about everything and anything Star Wars so for those of you that are new please go check us out online we are www.d-jedi-council.com find us on all your usual suspects when it comes to social media Twitter Instagram Facebook at the Jedi underscore council is Twitter at the Jedi underscore council underscore TJC is Instagram at TJC underscore the Jedi underscore council is Facebook. We're not on TikTok. We're not on Snapchat. We're too old for that nonsense. So don't even bother trying to look for us on that. We don't even do Instagram reels. That's how old we are. Um, if you want to find the back catalogue of all of our shows, find us on SoundCloud. Again, uh, the, the Jedi council. Again, again, if you want to know where that is as well, go to our website. We have a podcast page with some of those links as well. We're on Amazon Music. Ask your favorite digital robot Alexa uh, I'm not going to say that too loud so she doesn't activate herself in my house um, go to Spotify again we are on there as well like subscribe we've even got a YouTube channel which we haven't loaded for a while which we probably need to start doing but I'm going to Disneyland Paris in a couple of weeks and I know Ali's going to Disneyland Paris soon as well so maybe there'll be some video content coming soon for that you never know this weekend oh boom there you go <laughs> so thank you very much for listening guys and remember may the force be with you The force will be with you.